Uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Is this the booth, drafting the circuits, three-way theater or the Kevin Jackson show? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kinda lost track myself here on Hoobazoo.com. So, do you feel lucky, punk? Oscar Mike Radio. Come in. Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Sinister One, this is Oscar Mike. I have Ulima Charlie over. Hello everyone, this is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio, and I am recording from Brockton, Massachusetts, the City of Champions. Today is October 6, 2016, and this is episode 12 of Oscar Mike Radio. And I want to get right to it because we have a full dance card with the question of the week coming from Dwayne in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Thank you, Dwayne. And his question is when are you going on iTunes or Google Play or some other kind of service that's like really out there great question thank you for listening I appreciate it I want to go on iTunes and Google Play I really do the thing holding me back right now is production and production value I have a couple of things on my to-do list to get dialed in to make this really better than what it is and since I'm new at all this and I'm learning as I go along, some things take a little longer than other things. Some things flow really easy and I'm getting, you know, set up, understanding my limitations, my, my capabilities, and it, progress is being made. There's a couple of things to do to make this as good as it can be. So to answer your question, I'm targeting the first of the year. And I'm hoping by getting on iTunes and Google Play that more people will listen because SoundCloud is great. I love SoundCloud, but you know everybody has iTunes, it seems like, except for me. So that's where I'm coming from. That's what I'm doing. And I uh, hope that makes sense. So coming soon. And now that we've done that, I'm going to move on to the word as everybody knows in the military the word is what's passed around rank to rank person to person and I'm gonna do this section uh, like I did the section on terrorism where I'm gonna do it in a series I'm gonna have like two or three shows talking about this subject and the subject is boot camp and hazing there has been a lot of talk in the military community or in the Marine Corps community specifically about hazing um, lots of discussion about possible changes 
are all Joel Sutcher's psychos, that kind of thing. And again, like with the terrorism series, I, I want to avoid using strictly anecdotal perspective, you know, word of mouth stories, things like that, because, you know, I'm better than that, and you're smarter than that. I want to use a data-driven approach to understand the true scope of the problem, how it impacts um, people who join the military, and what can be done about it. So I'm going to use this episode to kind of set up where I'm thinking, where I'm going with this, and then we will look at data from independent sources that you can look up and find just like I will look up and find to either support or you know disprove my notions if you will and like I told you if I'm wrong I'm wrong if my data does not support what I'm talking about then call me out if you think it does then great we can have a conversation about that as well, but I'm looking at data to support, you know, my view more than just me getting up here and being a gas bag and talking for a half hour about, you know, somebody getting haze in boot camp. So today is kind of like setting the, the table, if you will, and then the next time I do this, I will have some concrete data to support what I'm talking about. Um... I'm all about initiation rights for people when they come into a new unit or when they get promoted. I just find that every unit is different. Infantry units work differently than admin units. Medical units work differently than supply units, so on and so forth. And each unit has its own culture, its own history. And so some of those traditions have to be maintained and, and kept up. So I'm not against, you know, a, a new guy or, a, you know, a new PFC, E2, E3, even E4, anybody really having to do certain things to endear themselves to their comrades. <clears throat> I mean, at my job, you know, the new guy has to go out and buy, or, or, or gal, or, or, you know, gender neutral, excuse me. Well, forget that. Screw that. New guy or girl has to go out and, you know, bring donuts or lunch in for everybody else. And then, you know, we will then take them out for, you know, lunch and dinner to welcome them aboard. You know, some some departments are really strict about that. They want to see the new person going to Brugger's Bagels and getting, you know, bagels for everybody. So, it happens everywhere. And in the spirit of good fun and, you know, camaraderie, it's a way for someone new to get to know everybody, to understand how the the team works to exchange ideas and experiences so i'm not against that 
I don't have a problem with that kind of activity. I don't have a problem with, hey, you know, um, you're the FNG and we have a working party to clean crew serves at the armory. And everybody got dismissed early, but guess what? You're going to the armory to clean crew serves. I've got no problem with that. If I've been there for two years, unless I've been like a, you know, bad boy or, I don't know, fell out of a hump, I, I, have, I have no problem with those people uh, doing that stuff. You know, hey, I had to do it too when I was new. I, I have no problem with that. What I do have a problem with is when, well, let me back up here a little bit. The other thing I don't have a problem with is when you have a member of your unit who just doesn't want to follow the rules or do certain things. I don't know. Let's just say like, here's one of my favorites. Uh, dental hygiene or personal hygiene and yes that's a problem or that can become a very big problem because you know in the military we all live close to each other every day day in and day out and if one person decides that they don't want to conduct personal hygiene it affects the group as a whole it can lower morale. It can it can cause consternation, frustration, even. And, and you might be sitting there saying that's that's impossible. I mean, you know, they're always clean. No, we are not always clean. We come in from a day's work or a hump or something else, and you know, from the field after being on the field for a week and a half, and we smell like something that you can't even categorize. So. If you decide that you're going to shirk your hygiene duties, that can cause issues. Now, an NCO has several tools at their disposal to correct this problem. They can go the administrative route, which I've always found to be the, the wimp way out. I mean, anybody can fill out a piece of paper. That's just how I feel. I mean, there's a time and place for that, absolutely. But a piece of paper is not really effective long term I don't think and it really kind of absolves the NCO from really being a leader you can conduct the punishment yourself which in some cases is not only a good thing to do it's also the only option of last resort or or and this is anecdotal now you can do what my sergeants and corporals told us to do the last corporals and below can handle the problem. And the message was clear. Either you guys can deal with this and help us out, or guess what? We'll punish everybody because you all are not setting the expectation that we have put forth in terms of behavior and performance for our platoon. And that worked out really, really well when the person in question found out that we were really serious about this problem being resolved in a timely fashion. However, they did not give us leave to abuse that. That was a way to enforce the rules, enforce, you know, what our NCOs 
had set for us rather than go the admin route and involve the staff and COs and you know officers which looking back now they probably already knew anyway they wouldn't sanction this if this wasn't done like this but we had the opportunity to do it we didn't take advantage of it and order was restored I am not in favor of using that opportunity to kick the crap out of another person or, you know, do things to somebody to, I don't know, someone new comes, someone's been bad, you trash their car, you trash their wall locker, you, you know, use them as a human punching bag. That's, that's not what I'm for. Does that ever happen or did it happen when I was in? Yes. Yes, it, it would happen. And if it's not dealt with, it causes problems. It does. And, and so, you know, when this incident in the Marine Corps happened recently, particularly in boot camp, you know, I got very, very interested because, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, it's different today than it was when I went in. You know, you have all these safe spaces and the word triggered being thrown around. You have kids that, you know, are not used to being yelled at, not used to being told that, you know, what they're doing sucks, not being used to being told that, hey, you know what, we're going to punish all of you because this guy screwed up. They're not used to that. We give out participation medals and, you know, you tried really hard and, you know, well, the coach yelled at you, so, you know, sure, you can, you know, you can stay home today from practice um, so on and so forth. And the other side of the coin is for the drill instructors, the level of scrutiny is a lot higher than it what it used to be. With social media and other things, you know, if somebody decides that, you know, their son or daughter is not being treated right, or if that recruit gets out of boot camp and decides to go on a campaign, you know, it's going to gain legs a lot quicker than it was when I was in. You know, it's almost enough for me to say, you know, I wouldn't want to be a DI right now. Uh, you just, I don't know. And they have the unenviable task of trying to take young people like this or, you know, older ones, just depending upon what service you're in, and taking all that extra stuff away and making, you know, a, a soldier, sailor, marine, air force, coast guard, out of them. It's not an easy job. With all the scrutiny they have to go under and, you know, they've got between 50 and 80 other people to deal with, you know, you know they, it, it's a difficult job. And, you know, at least from my experience, you have 50, you know, guys in this case, you know, in your platoon doing your thing. A good five or seven are going to cause almost all the problems. PT problems, weight problems, uh, academic problems, adjustment problems, behavior problems, and the most egregious one 
is marksmanship problems. Because I've said, as, as I've said before, if you're in Marine Corps boot camp and you go unqualified or unk on the range, you might as well pack it in. The rest of your time at boot camp is going to suck and suck hard. And to me, it should. My personal opinion, if you cannot qualify in Marine Corps boot camp with the M16, which is a, for all its faults, is a great weapon to fire in terms of accuracy, then yeah, you, you deserve to experience life at its lowest point for a while because I look at it this way. If I'm with you out in the in the field getting ready to engage the enemy, I need to know that you can shoot. And, you know, even the guy who got the marksmanship badge is a better shot than the guy who went unk. Because at least he got targets at 500 yards. So, I, I have no patience for that. So, the situation in question was... Um, one Marine went unqualified in the range and, you know, got trashed unnecessarily hard. And another recruit was, Marine recruit was a Muslim recruit and was terrorized for being a Muslim. And it just so happens, and this is the truth, I bunked next to a reservist Muslim, I think from Ohio, and he was a mortarman. And overall, the, the DIs left him alone. In fact, the only time he had an issue was, and, and this is before, you know, I didn't know this. You know, Muslims can't eat pork. Well, we're out in second phase, and, you know, they hand him a MRE with uh, pork and beans, which, you know, I didn't care what it was. I'm going to eat it. He wouldn't eat it. And they flipped out on him. And, you know, the lieutenant's like, he can't eat guys given different MRE but overall I mean he, he PT'd he humped he you know shot he did everything else fine no one bothered him I mean we didn't have time to care about that stuff when uh, we were in you know if we had spare time to do that kind of stuff we were either writing letters or sleeping so I'm not sure what happened in this case but I'm going to talk about it you know in the next couple episodes I'm going to I have found, and I'm, I'm looking at a way to present it because it's good sleeping material. <laughs> I'm going to look at the data that's available to understand the scope of the problem, you know, how it affects uh, the military, and what it does to the perception of how we behave. Because it's a pretty, it's a pretty significant thing that the Marine Corps responded to some tweets by Sarah Silverman. And I can tell you that wouldn't have happened, you know, back in the day. So give me a couple of episodes because I want to try to make this quality versus quantity. Um, that's kind of where I'm coming from with this. I, I want to take a data-driven approach again. I want to look at data. I, I want to understand what the data is telling me about the problem. And then we can have a broader discussion there. So that is my word of the week, and I appreciate you staying tuned, and um, it's been three months since I've done this. This is, this is pretty cool. So I'm going to move on from the word to a complaint from Pogue and Grunt.
And Pogue, as we know, stands for a person other than Grunt. And Grunt is, well, Grunt. And they are upset about changes to the naval rating system. Now, it's kind of ironic since neither one of them serve in the Navy, but they're not happy about what the Navy is doing. Now, my grandfather was in the Navy, but I don't know much about the Navy, but from what I understand is they used to have, like, yeoman and legal man and, you know, damage control man, sonar man, that kind of thing. That's all being taken away <clears throat> for the reasons of diversity and inclusion. And they're going to, you know, phase out that and replace it with uh, systems like the Marine Corps and Air Force. And the problem with some of these old salts that you run into, the old squidlies, is, you know, this has been going on for 200 years and this is changing in the wrong spot. So, you know, they're all fired up that we're once again, you know, trying to appeal to the masses instead of, you know, doing what we do best. This is a hard one for me, man. I, I don't know what to say about this. I, I, I mean... I'm looking this up and I'm checking this out because they're all upset about this. And this system goes back literally, literally to the beginning of the inception of the U.S. Navy. All the way through the, the, the War of 1812, you, you know, other things the Navy has done, World War One, World War Two, you know, all those. I mean, those are some deep-rooted traditions. I mean, there are naval guys who can look at a sleeve of a, another Navy guy and can tell exactly what he did or she did and what they, you know, their expertise was. And that is all being done away. And I, I'm just, I guess it's for diversity and inclusion. But I'm like, was it really that broken? Did it require to be fixed? You know, don't we have, you know, ships that need fixing and, you know, other things that, that are going on than to spend time and money on this? That's their complaint. That's what they're not happy about is they, they feel that overall it's a question of priorities. So, anyway, uh, they're now happy. And if they are happy, well then, we should all be happy. Okay, my unit shout-out goes out to the Navy, again, and the sailors and Marines serving on the USS George Washington, who are going to be providing uh, support for uh, the people of Haiti and from Hurricane Matthew as humanitarian aid. And, you know, I know some people get all fired up about how we spend money in effort to do this for foreign countries but uh, you know it's in the Caribbean and those people need help it's it's good training for our sailors and Marines to be able to do this you know just the logistical efforts of going through and doing this in a non uh, combat non uh, you know wartime scenario is invaluable and you know the 
the people of Haiti are thankful. And, you know, even though no country or region has requested assistance yet, you know, it's good to spool up and be prepared. So I, I have no problem with this. It, it's going to be an interesting week with the hurricane bearing down that, that area. And if we have assets that can provide assistance, you know, I don't have a problem with it. But again, if I'm wrong, if you think I'm wrong, let me know. Call me out. Tell me where I'm wrong, and I'll listen. And last but not least, we are coming up on the end of the show. We're going to go over the uh, upcoming events. And this is one of my favorites in the greater Boston area. It is a 14th annual Leave No One Behind event hosted by the New England Center and Home for Veterans. It's their annual uh, you know, gala where they go over their efforts in the city of Boston and the greater Boston area to end and make sure veterans' homelessness has ended and to provide services for veterans in the, in the community and in, in this area of the country. And then to profile um, the Battlefield Citation winner, which is a very cool thing to see. It's a very good time. It's going to be at November 2nd at the Seaport World Trade Center. You can go to uh, NEC, NECHV.org and click on the link there at the, you know, at the main page to find out more. Or if you want to find out more, just uh, message me on Facebook or on the uh, blog site. And you know, I'll probably post the details anyway next week because uh, from what I understand, there's still seats available. It's a great time. It's for a good cause. And, and, you know, these people do wonderful work for veterans. So that is it for Oscar Mike Radio Episode 12. This has been officially three months since I've started doing my show. And, um, you know, it's been longer than that since I've been thinking about this. But three months down. And a lot more fun on the way. So thank you for listening. I'll be back next week. And Oscar Mike Radio out. Oscar Mike Radio, over and out. Oscar Mike Radio, do you copy? Turns to one actual, I have you five by five. Anchors away, my boys, anchors away. Farewell to college joys, we sail at break of day. Our last night on shore, drink to the poem until we Oscar Mike Radio is in route. Copy that, Sinister One. Coming at you from the city of champions, Brockton, Massachusetts.
Come in, Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio, veteran in action, on the move, on mission, always. <laughs> 